0: everyone um this is karina here today a bit of a bit of of a different day in the sisters pink cafe today um because i am here with the third sister uh zoe hi zoe hello it's very nice to be here yeah thanks for joining me um izzy couldn't be here with us today so it's just biggest sister and little sister nine years gap Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah um so zoe pull up a chair under the pink umbrella yes um can I get you a drink or anything to eat um I'm feeling quite cozy maybe hot chocolate yeah oh nice okay I think I'll have a hot chocolate as well so Zoe is going to talk to us today hopefully (laughs) um a little bit about uh herself um and her slightly I don't want to say alternative because I think it's just a yeah. just your just my straying from the path. Yeah. Yeah, straying <laughs> from the path that Izzy and I took. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to kind of start with that tell us a bit about who you are, what you do? Yes. Yeah, so, I'm 18. Um so the normal path that I would be on would be being at college. Um and I'm not at college, surprise. <laughs> um Yeah, so I left. I did my first year at college and then left, um, like, at the beginning of the whole coronavirus situation. Uh, I think, yeah, mainly just because I was really unhappy and the whole way that college is taught just really Mm. didn't suit me. Um, And I kind of was just like, well, why am I here? Like, I don't want to go to university. I'm not interested in doing anything with these subjects. And I just didn't really believe in pushing myself through my unhappiness just to get qualifications. You did try for a while after... After, kind of, college was cancelled because of COVID, you did do home learning for a while. You did.
1: Yeah.
0: You did try. I did try. I got, yeah, with a lot of support from mum mm. and Izzy, actually. Um, yeah, and then there was that... I had that whole period of time where, during, like, mum helping me through everything, mm. I was... I realised that I was dyslexic. Yeah. Which was a big thing. And I think that wouldn't have happened if I'd continued on at college. Yeah. Like,
1: it, Just like... Just being at actually, college. Yeah.
0: Mm. And... The, so do you feel like you your learning style um was was sort of supported through your education up to college Yeah and I think yeah I think it's a drastic change from like school a school learning setting mm-hmm. to a college learning setting because it's you have it's like self uh, yeah. motivated a lot of it like the teacher will do like well? I mean, with the subjects I did, so I did sociology, French, and photography, mm-hmm. and less so for French. That's a lot more structured, but for sociology, it would just be lectures, mm-hmm. and it's you completely You have to take all your notes. You have to then do something with your notes mm-hmm. and be able to transfer that into an mm-hmm. essay. And I've I'd never experienced that. Like at school, it's all like now we're gonna write an essay together. Yeah, and like yeah. So you were yeah. So you were really struggling with um, the way things were taught at college, um, yeah. and so what, what did you kind of, what did you do next? Um, I had a terrible time, <laughs> mainly, was what happened, um, and then I just was like, well, really, I spoke to mum and dad a lot about it, mm. and it was them who were just like, well, quit, <laughs> like, yeah. don't do it then, um, which was really, it was really nice to have that support from them, um, so I did. I literally it was the second week of September, my third day back to co- second year college, and I was like, "Bye guys, yeah. <laughs> not going to see you again." Um, yeah. And so I, I I left college with the intention of doing an apprenticeship, mm. um, because I just kind of on a whim was like, "Yeah, I want to be a carpenter." <laughs> um, and then there was another whole like, okay, so so that was your plan, yeah. He left college in September, he wanted to be a carpenter. So that was, what, eight months ago? Yeah. Seven months ago? Eight, hey, yeah. So, so flash forward, I am working for a kitchen-making company, a bespoke kitchen-making company, um, doing the finishing and the painting and the spraying of the kitchens. So it's not necessarily the carpentry side of things because I'm not actually dealing with the cutting and the fitting of the carcasses. Um for the kitchens, I just do the painting, um, which is really interesting, and I'm really glad to be there, and I've, yeah, I've been there for maybe five or six months, and it's, I'm definitely not doing what I intended to be doing when I started mm. there, um, but I, yeah, it's been a really, if anything, it's been a really good use of my lockdown time, <laughs> and like, yeah, it's great to be actually busy, mm. um and earning money. Yeah, and it... It seems, um, you know, kind of to the, to the observer, um, cause I, I don't live with Zoe, um, so I saw her at Christmas briefly, mm-hmm. but I haven't sort of really seen you since that decision, I don't think, to leave college. Yeah, not really. Um, and it definitely seems to me like such a positive yeah. change in your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah. that, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's why I didn't want to say kind of alternative, because mm. actually it's just the path that your life yeah is taking so far, and who knows, maybe one day mm. you will want to do more education. Or... Yeah, I think increasingly I'm becoming interested in that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I also, it's been an interesting journey, because I kind of, I left college thinking like, oh, well the next thing I do mm. is going to be like, just, whatever it is, it's going to be the best thing, because I I'm so unhappy here that anything that's not this Mm. will be, like, life-changingly good. And to, like, actually, that's not what's happened, obviously, because that's a bit of an unrealistic expectation. Mm. But just to be like, well, I've made this change and I I am so much happier than I was at college and, like, because I left college and I did that, like, alternative thing, Mm. I now don't feel afraid to, like, continue making choices that actually just fit me at the time. Yeah, and I I think that's something that I really feel that i i wish i could have learned when i was 18 mm. um that there's so and actually i wouldn't it's not that i would change anything about my like path of mm. getting to where i am but that at 18 i felt so much pressure of like oh i've got to do my a levels go to university have my career like mm. know what stay, step 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 is going to mm. be and actually i think eighteen year old me would have felt really scared of the fact that, mm. you know, ten years later I would still only be at university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And would but actually that's mm. you know, I'm really proud of the journey I've been on. And yeah. I'm just so, I think glad you can find that now. Yeah. Well I was gonna say when you were speaking it reminded me that actually our whole school careers have been very different. Yes. Like I did I went to a Steiner secondary school Mm. Um, which I think is where I kind of began to realise that you can literally do anything. (laughs) And, like, I spent the first three years of secondary school, like, up in a woods next to my school, foraging wild garlic and making pancakes over a fire and, like, learning to juggle. And, like, then I managed to do my GCSEs, crammed them in in two years. And during my GCSEs, I went to Morocco with our parents. Mm. um, And they homeschooled me for a bit. And I think... Yeah, I'm so grateful to have had that experience because I didn't feel confined to like, mm. like I didn't ever see my getting qualifications as like a vital thing. Yeah, because I'm like, well, there's people in the world with nothing. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. really drastic, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it's just yeah. I guess uh, I haven't really thought about it like that. Of actually, your your school career has been very different than mine. Mm mine looked like local primary school Mm. standard state school Mm. a levels Mm. university Mm. which is which Mm. actually suited me and i think Mm. so that because that yeah i think coming back to kind of learning learning styles and things like that and just maybe a brief little aside into like education in general Mm. of that the way our state education is really suits a small number of people yeah and I was really lucky that it, I'm one of those people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't want to really speak for Izzy, but I don't think it worked for her in quite the yeah, same way. Yeah, you're a different experience. But she was able to make it work enough. Yeah. yeah. And then it's... it's not Well, that's why you went to Stein School in the first place, because mm. yeah. it was quite well, clear it wasn't going to work for you in quite the right way. Yeah. I think educationally I'm more similar to Izzy. Mm. I don't really know. don't really have any reasoning for that. I just feel <laughs> like I am. And and like having seen her have the experience she did at secondary school i was mm. like well i don't think it was it's going to suit me as much yeah and that was a big reason why i was like can i go to a different school so we've learned a little bit about um who you are in kind of terms of your your education and like your job and stuff like that yeah. um the i've got some questions and stuff I want to talk about around around that. Mm. But do you want to just um before we go into that, just tell us, just for like thirty seconds, one minute, who you are separate from all Ooh. of that education and work. Gosh, now I have to gotta know myself for this question. <laughs> um yes, who am I? I um <laughs> suddenly have no personality. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I'm very, I'll just say some more facts about myself, yeah. just to get into it. Okay. So, I play the flute, um, and I have played the flute for many years. I'm about to do my grade A exam. Um, I'm learning to drive. I... I really can't think of anything to <laughs> say about myself. <laughs> no, okay, I'm a very, It's oh, why is it so hard to talk about yourself? Um... I'm coming into a time in my life where I, like, do feel like I'm getting to know myself a lot more. Mm. But I think that, yeah, like, often I have these, like, realisations where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually a person, and, like, people know me, and, like, what do all of these people think about me? Mm -hmm. And I kind of go in and out of, like, touch with myself a lot. But I am recently identifying a queer person, and I... That's been a really another whole journey. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm very interested about the world. I'm, I think I'm very spiritual. I'm very, I don't like, I don't really like society. <laughs> I don't really want to live in a society. I often just daydream about rushing off to the woods and living in a cabin and killing rabbits and eating them. <laughs> okay, Although at yeah. the moment I'm vegetarian. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think, I don't know, who knows? But Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I have big dreams, have lots of things I want to do. I also don't see myself ever, like, knowing what I want to do as, like, a a bigger term. Mm -hmm. Like, as a, this is what I'm going to do. I think, like, I'll do many different things, and I'm excited for them. Um, But, yeah, I definitely also, yeah, view... I think what really didn't suit me, sorry, I'm now going back to education, but what really didn't suit me about education is the whole thing that it's, like, built up to, like, once this is done, you can live your life. Mm. Because I was like, I am living my life right now. This is my life. Mm. So, yeah, I really don't enjoy thinking about, like, well, I do and I don't, like, thinking about the bigger picture of things. Mm. But I think I very much seek presence and, like, instant happiness. Mm-hmm. Don't really like working towards things and having to put work in for ultimate happiness. <laughs> I like to be happy as and when. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Okay, <laughs> great. Thanks, Zoe. Um, should we go back to talking about uh, your job and how you have to put in work to reach big goals now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so you work in a carpentry workshop. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're the only woman, is that right? Yeah, the only woman and the youngest. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's four, well, five men around. Um, Yeah, ranging between like early 20s and late 40s. -hmm. Yeah, and I'm the second woman to have ever worked for Mm -hmm. the business, but the only one who's working there at the moment, and the youngest woman who's ever worked there. Um, Which is a much bigger thing. Then I had realised it was going to be. Yeah. Like, when I started. Because, like, the boss, like, told me when I was having, like, very informal interviews um, for him to take me on. He was like, you know, it's all men and, like, what's that going to be like? And I kind of was like, oh, shut up. Like, it's fine. Mm. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. I know that it's, like, whatever. You're just a man. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, like, brushed it aside. And, like, Dad actually spoke to me and was like, you know, that this is, like, this is how it's going to be. And I was like, why is everyone telling me that it's this big deal? Mm. It's literally fine. And then I started working there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a really big deal. So why, for you, what kind of are, what is, what is the big deal of it? Um, Just the complete, I just, I don't feel seen at all. Like, mm. there's no... Nobody's looking at it through my perspective. Nobody's seeing the fact that I'm a woman, and therefore it's a different experience for me mm-hmm. um like not like regardless of the fact that it's just men working there, like the trade in itself mm. is a very male thing, yeah, and like w- working in a workshop
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like I don't know, even the fact that I wear like steel toe cap boots and overalls, I don't know if it it's not a very feminine thing, yeah. Yeah, and, like, conversations I've had with the guys have showed me that, like, they've literally never considered the fact that I'm a woman and it's a different experience for mm-hmm. me. Like, they're shocked when I tell them about things. Yeah. I was like, why have you never put yourself in my shoes? I'm doing <laughs> that all day, every day for you. Yeah. So-, so why, or, like, what is it about being... um the only woman or the youngest or sort of any of that that makes it um, difficult or different working there, do you think? Um, I think, first of all, men and women are different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like we talk about with energy, mm. they have a very specific masculine energy. Mm. Um, the men in the workshop? The men I mean, in the workshop, yeah, yeah specifically. And... Um. Yeah, I think there are just, well, I think it's just small things that they themselves, like, one of them said to me, you know, you're the most mature here, like, isn't it amazing like how much, how I just, if I met you and I didn't know how old you are, I'd think you were like way older than you are, and and that Mm. kind of thing, like, you're so much more mature than all these, all the men who work, all the other guys who work here, and Mm. I was just like... Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just that. It's like that they're... Uh, that they're kind of accepting their immaturity and, mm-hmm. like... Like, the lack of having having had to confront anything. Yeah. Um, enabling them to just be the still sort of uh, children or teenagers. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I think it's, it's really frustrating for me, like, having to, like, feeling like I am six years younger than you, Mm -hmm. and having to teach you, or feeling like I'm teaching you these things that are, like, surely you should know this. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, and just, like, having conversations with them. Like, I bring up often, like, I had to leave a few weeks ago, I had to leave throughout halfway throughout the day because my mm. uh, period pain was so bad. Mm. And, like, they were all just saying... They were, like, really shying away from it in a way that I just, like, hadn't experienced men do before. I was yeah. like, well, I know that, like, that's a thing that some men do, but all of the men in my life before that are really comfortable with it and, like, have daughters or, like, are my friends and in my generation and are not... Like, don't find it to be a thing. Yeah. Talking about Talking periods. Talking about periods, mm. yeah. And... So I was, like, in tears, and I was like, yeah, I can't be here for the rest of the day. I'm going home. And so one of them called up the boss and was like, is it okay if she goes? And he was like, yeah, why is she going? And he was like, oh, well, I think she's just ill. And he wanted to know, like, how I was ill, in case mm-hmm. it was, like, a sickness bug or something. And yeah. and then he was like, oh, it's it's women's troubles. And I literally went up to the phone, and I was like, it's called having a period. And then he hung up the phone afterwards, and I made everyone say menstruation. <laughs> because it's just, like, women's troubles, like surely people know that that's just like not a thing yeah and then like like following that day when I left Mm. there was conversations about like oh like is it really that bad like do you really is it really like Mm. do you actually have like mood swings and or all these things that every woman on the face of the earth is talking about are they actually true and Mm. I was like no we're just collectively making it up like it's (laughs) it's interesting as well that you brought up um or just saying like you know other men and you're like that's was sort of a bit shocking to you mm. do you think it's it something to do with the collective uh maleness or the the workshop setting the sort of hyper masculinity of it yeah or I, do you think it's just these men uh i think it's both <laughs> right. i think that i've spoken to them all individually and outside of work mm. and they don't change but i think i mean Everyone is a certain way around certain people, and I know them as who they are. They're still people, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they'd be like in other settings, but I do think for the men in the workshop, it can be quite a competitive environment. Like with, like how I was talking about, um, uh, like the the tolerance of pain, Mm. and it's it's almost like, well, if you can't lift this big massive sheet of wood. Like, oh, haha, aren't you weak?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's competitive in that way. And, um, yeah, I've forgotten what yeah. other question you asked. Well. No, no, that's... Do you feel like there is the potential for it to change? Or does it feel... Not that you should have to change yeah. it, but does it sort of feel inevitable, or could it be different? Um, I feel hopeful that it could be different. Mm-hmm. Um Uh yeah, I think a lot I think a lot about it at work. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, often I listen to like feminist podcasts which make me feel which say good things about how the these environments can be changed. Like I don't know, I think it, yeah, it's a much bigger thing than just me being able to do my inside work. Mm-hmm. Um and Yeah, but I think they all listen and I do say things and I make a point of like, not just accepting comments that they'll make. Mm. Um, but I just think then it just becomes that banter Mm -hmm. and it just becomes like, Oh, I didn't really mean it. Oh, I was just saying it to get a rise. Like, Mm. and so it's then really hard to actually have a conversation and be like, do you really think this? Are you is this actually Mm. your point of view? Because then it's like, Oh, here's the woman making it all serious. And, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and I think, yeah, there's also just, like, none of them are very willing to actually take any responsibility or, like, in, ter- like in any terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if mistakes get made, everyone is so, like, oh, it didn't, wasn't me, I didn't do it, or oh. Yeah. And the same goes for, like, comments that I've brought up to them being, like, if I'm in a bad mood, do not tell me to smile. Like, they're Mm all like, oh, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, Yeah. but I think they're not... Yeah. It's not that they're bad people or that it's a bad sort of one thing. It's the whole culture of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a culture. Mm. And there's definitely... Because it is such a stereotype. Mm. And I think that's as well what, before working there... I knew about the stereotype, but, Mm. like, nothing else in my life lives up to any stereotype, Mm. really, (laughs) as much as, like, working there does. And I was like, oh, like, stereotypes are true. (laughs) And... Yeah. And... Yeah, and just... And I just really don't like how much I have to, like... I perform a lot. Mm. And I don't... I can't really just be myself. Mm. And... And I think in a lot of jobs it's unusual to be able to be your complete self. And yeah, because you're performing the professional version of yourself. Yeah. Or the capable in this way version. Yeah. And often, like, people in many jobs don't like their co <laughs> But... Yes. I just think... But that's <laughs> not really what we're talking no. about, are we? It's that we're talking about the, the hyper-masculine energy... Mm. Um... Because it's not even saying that the energy shouldn't be masculine. No, it's this very specific way of yeah. performing masculinity. Mm. And I think it's because of the the heaviness of the masculinity that it is doesn't leave any space for any femininity. Mm. So I can't go in and be soft and and like have the energy mm. that I've got that day because it's like I have to perform this certain level of toughness. Yeah. And, like, and just and hold myself up to this. Well, I I put it on myself, I think, and society as well, to be, I just often feel like I'm representing all women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, there'll be times when I don't want to do something or I don't know how mm-hmm. to do something. I'm getting better at just being like, I don't know how now and just being open yeah. about it. But there would be times when I would, like, be too afraid to ask because it's like, oh, well. Mm. the And I... I completely get that feeling, mm. but you are giving them the benefit of you are not seeing them as representing all men. Mm. Yeah. So don't. Yeah. Put that on yourself to represent all women. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think yeah. a, a, I know that back that's to the, sort of hard, but <laughs> to the way that I kind of perform a certain level of toughness and my own masculine Mm. energy in a way Um, like in conversations I've had with some of them about like being a woman and my experience Mm. and they've kind of been like oh well you know women don't do men's jobs anyway like you don't see any women being bin men and I literally was like well why am I here then like this is a masculine Mm. in quotation marks job and then they just came back with this whole like oh well you're not a girly girl are you like you're Mm. not and I was like well actually I do feel like I'm quite I don't mean girly again in like yeah, generous. because what but does like, that I'm, really mean? Exactly. But Yeah, but like I'm feminine. I I am a girl. Like, yeah. But I'm not in there. Like they don't see me as that
1: mm. version of myself
0: because mm. I perform this like, oh well, I'm tough and yeah. I don't mind getting painty and yeah, I don't know those those stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all ever, my whole life. <laughs> it's become stereotypes, but yeah. I just think, yeah, I think I just did. And I just didn't realise how, how tiring it is to be around such heightened energy. And I think that's about the specific people I work with yeah, rather than the masculinity. But... Well, maybe it's a reflection on, as well, um, having your first job. Yeah. Just that, that element of it, of yeah. the energies of others, that actually a, a quite large role of the teacher is to mm. manage the the energies and the atmosphere of the room mm. and keep it at sort of a set level, mm. would you agree? Yeah. And so, and it's not something as a child you're aware of, it's not something as a child you should be aware of, mm. it's just happening. Mm. And then you go and you get your first job and no one is doing any of that for you. Mm. And I think you've had a quite extreme introduction to it mm. because there's no manager. manager. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I mean. Because you've not had the. I think at college they do a yeah. little bit less. At university they do it even less. Yeah. Each Just at each of those yeah. steps. And that you get older. You know, you are only 18. Yeah. That's still yeah. really very young. Mm. Most people don't. Or well not most people. Lots of people. Mm. Mine and Izzy's experience mm. has been. Yeah, that you just eased into it, a and bit I think also the 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 places that the men have come from. Like, mm. out of the five of us, uh, one of well, six of us, one of them has been to university, mm-hmm. and so he's had that experience of like less and less, mm. like you were just describing. Mm. Whereas the others have either just come straight from. Like GCSEs or have done an apprenticeship around my age. Mm. So, and I just, and then I think it comes back to like the difference in men and women because I naturally have the like the emotional awareness and intelligence to like mm. know how I'm influencing other people mm. and can see the dynamic. And, and I've taken on that role a little bit of the teacher in a classroom mm. of doing the managing. And I guess that's where it comes back again to like there hopefully is it could change because they could, yeah. Mm. it's it's not just an inevitability of mm. uh, a specific type of masculine environment mm. because lots of men do have that ability. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's... In terms of just my small situation and how that might change, it's very interesting to me how different the energy is when the, my boss's wife is around. Mm-hmm. And she's very, like present and yeah I think quite also has quite a masculine energy but I also Mm -hmm. don't know if maybe that's what she's putting on in that environment and yeah it's very nuanced but yeah it's just and it's yeah I just think if she was around more or if there was a female if yeah if my boss hired a female manager or literally just like a woman to sit in the corner and like also be there or made (laughs) an effort to diversify the workshop mm you know further than just you yeah yeah i think there's yeah lots of potential of things but yeah i also sometimes just resent how much i feel like how i feel like i'm learning more about managing relationships than i am actually like about my job <laughs> yeah and that's that's not how it should be but also maybe you can find positives in that yeah i think you'd make a very very good manager of mm. people mm. in you know mm. a workshop or an office mm. or in your own business one day yeah that's something for the future i'd love to have my own business yeah but yeah i do yeah i think it's it's a very interesting place to be and i think mm. it's really fun to be yeah to be not in education <laughs> <and> To be <laughs> no i yeah. don't mean that i mean just like to be in this position and this stage of my life and to be yeah around Mm. so many men and coming into my femininity very good very good something that izzy and i have talked about quite a lot on the podcast so far Mm. is about um like feminine and masculine energy Mm. um and that that doesn't have to mean you know men don't only have masculine energy women don't only have feminine energy that it's all on like a a continuum Mm. Mm. and we have bits bits of those Mm. in all of us Mm. um and something we've talked about a lot is how important to each of us um ensuring that we get enough connection with feminine energy Mm. is Mm. and yeah i can really see how you wouldn't necessarily have thought about or Mm. or acknowledged or even even sort of rejected that like oh it's gonna all be men Mm. because it's it shouldn't Mm. if yeah it could feel like it shouldn't matter Mm. um but we've grown up you know we're three sisters yeah very surrounded by women um I have almost never worked with men at Mm. all Mm. and I have unconsciously but I've selected a career Mm. where actually I almost don't interact with men and it's totally focused on female and feminine energy yeah um and that's yeah it's not something that i've like selected but mm. i feel very aware of and grateful that yeah i go to work and it's just not something i have to ever think about yeah because i know that my yeah my ne- my femaleness and my female mm. energy will be completely met and supported and nurtured if anything i have to seek out you know how to nurture need for masculine energy because yeah we do need that too well Um, i I, yeah i i am very much aware of all of the different energy happening in the workshop mm -hmm. all of the time and i think i have an overriding feminine energy i feel very in touch with that Mm. um and i and obviously all of these men have i would say they're all very masculine men (laughs) Um, but that weirdly, I still really want to seek out, like, other types of masculine energy. Because I think, I, I, yeah, I I find, I'm realising now that there's, it's not just, like, black and white. Yeah. It's very much, like, there's different, there's a scale. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really, um... I don't like the energy of the men in the workshop. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has caused me to be like, oh, therefore I don't like any men. Right. (laughs) And I've been going through a whole thing of like, just really rejecting just all men. Mm. (laughs) And like, not wanting to have anything to do with them. And then I was like, well, actually, that's really, I don't feel that way at all. I think men are great. And like, our dad is great. I have many like, male friends. Who I really enjoy spending time with, but I mean, I guess because of lockdown, I haven't seen mm. any of them. But I've been like feeling like I need I need to spend time with men that I like, That's and experiencing so a masculine energy that I enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. Because the masculine energy that I am around four days a week is one that I really would rather not be. Mm-hmm. So I've been like, well, where are the where are these boys and men that I actually enjoy their energy? Mm. So I've been yeah wanting to seek that. Mm. And do you feel like you need to seek female energy or does that feel, you feel very strongly in your own female energy and that that's already fed and supported? Um, I don't feel so much that I need to seek female energy, Mm -hmm. just like female connections. Yeah. Which I guess is a similar thing, but I, yeah, I feel very, very energised by my own femininity. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to spend time with women a lot of the time mm-hmm. but I think yeah because the most of the friends that I do see and the friends that I contact the most and mm-hmm. and are most the part of my life are women and are very present in my life yeah I'm having yeah. sisters I feel yeah. like yeah yeah and you know and the the energy of um of our parents home and home we've grown up in you know our dad is very present in that but I think the energy is feminine mm. um, and very much uh, f- into the soft and the nurturing and yeah. the light mm. um, of that. So I can see that you're very held in that. Mm. Um, yeah. um, and so do you, I guess this is, is maybe a sort of moving on from that question mm. but do you have a plan of what you would like I know you've said few minutes ago that you reject <laughs> plans <laughs> I, I don't know the, the future, future. <laughs> live in the moment um He's but do you time. have do you have a kind of uh I guess an idea or like a goal or somewhere you'd like to be um one day yes um yeah coming becoming more clear on that vision um mm-hmm. recently and I think yeah, I mean, I definitely know what I don't want as a okay. result of working where I work. Yeah. And I don't want to work in a workshop environment um, as it is, like, with it being male-dominated and kind of just harsh. And, <sighs> yeah, just... I, I just There's just such a level of acceptance of pain that mm. I really am quite uncomfortable with mm. in the workshop. Like, yeah, that it's just almost like, well, if you're not aching and sore then, like, you're not working hard enough. Mm. And, like, I have done things like buy nice hand soap and buy hand cream to put by the sink where I wash my hands with all of the paint stuff because I don't want painful cracked hands. Yeah. But, like, no, none of the men are putting in any, mm. say, any well-being <laughs> precautions. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway, that was just an aside. No, that really... I think that's really, well, I don't know what this says, but I'm really impressed that you've done that. I think that's a really small but radical act Mm. of refusing to just uh, be part of this culture that you don't like, Mm. maybe. Yeah, I found it, I thought a lot about it before I, I mean, yeah, just buying, putting the hand cream there. Because I was like, Mm. oh, well, I don't, I really don't want to, I struggle a lot with like things that I do in the workshop as being seen as like, oh, it's just because you're the girl. Yeah. And I didn't want to like bring hand cream and then be like, oh look, she's a girl, she's brought hand cream. Yeah. Which they didn't do. No. But it just like, part of me was like, oh, that's like so stereotypical for me to turn up and bring my hand cream. Yeah, but it's (laughs) also very, very deeply a part of who you are. Yeah, true. If I had to do like like hand cream. (laughs) Well, exactly, if I had to do like a, okay, write down (laughs) 10 objects that like are Zoe, hand cream would 100% be on that list. (laughs) yeah true but yes i've sort of, i i've like trivialized that yeah. i really yeah. yeah I can really feel that yeah um the the worry and yeah. yeah, yeah, and just like small things like i i it's like i'm car- i'm holding this big liter spray gun of paint mm-hmm. and like hauling it over big panels of wood all the time and like that's quite hard it makes your arms ache Mm -hmm. and so i'll like stop and i'll move my i'll do some stretching and i'll take a second and Mm. like the boss will walk in and be and make some joke about it oh working hard hardly working Mm -hmm. and i'll be like my arm hurts i'm not gonna just suffer through this pain yeah and like none of the guys Mm -hmm. do that like some of them will like just be physically like in pain in front of you and like hobbling around and you'll be like, are you okay? And I'll just be like, to be around like that kind that also that kind of like workshop banter mm. can be funny banter. I say that loosely cause I don't banter is dead, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, just like, it's kind of like, Oh, we're like pals and we're all working together and it's got, it's nice. It's a nice community of like, we're all working towards this common goal mm. of making a kitchen We've all got a different role within that mm. process and it all comes together at the end and that's, it's mm. nice to see that and nice to have been a part of that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's nice to, it's like, it's like team, It's we're a team, mm. Um, mm. which I do really enjoy because I think like the kind of carpentry that I want to take into my future, which mm. is I'm much more interested in like green woodworking and working actually from like a tree, chopping Mm -hmm. it down and making that into something. Yeah. But that's a very personal thing. Like, you wouldn't need a team to do that. Mm. Like, it's very yeah, you, that's a a I think you said the other day it's more like being an artist Yeah. Who happens to use wood Yeah. Than being a a carpenter who makes functional objects. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Yeah. it's fine and just not talk about it. Okay, so you you don't want to be in that kind of an environment. Are there elements of your job at the moment that you do want to take forward into the future um yes I do think there is quite it's it's fun mm-hmm. like it is it is fun which actually during the space of this conversation i realized maybe I do want to be more part of a team <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think yeah in general I want to, I'm really interested in setting up I want to own land and I want to create a space like on that land like kind of a, a, a workshop or like school mm-hmm vibe where i yeah i want to support women into the trade. Yeah. Um that's definitely a focus and yeah, and i want to teach. I'm interested in like sharing knowledge. I'm not necessarily like me teaching woodwork, just i want to work with other women who are also have skills and things they want to teach. Mm. Um and i also i it's really empowering as a woman to feel like i can do these like man things. Like i could put up a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and like I think even if it's just that, it's great to encourage women to come and learn how to do that. like, Or just to have the confidence to be like, yeah, I could do that if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, and to even if you don't know how to do it right now, to believe in yourself that you've got the capability mm. of figuring it out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well... If someone had said to me when I was nine, and when Zoe was born, of that this tiny baby <laughs> was going to be just quite as inspiring as you are, I would have thrown you into the placenta bucket. And out the <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the placenta going out the window. Yeah, that was I No, I just yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm very very proud of you. I'm really excited to see see what you do next thanks so maybe we'll have you back on the podcast 10 years time 10 years time (laughs) i was thinking like six months time (laughs) look at how much your life has changed in six months no that is very true that's Um, very true yeah so yeah thanks for coming to the cafe thanks for having me i hope you enjoyed your hot chocolate it was delicious and um yeah we'll uh see you again soon